Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Jessica Harrington. We are joined today by Heba Alsabai, and she currently lives in Georgia and is a planner, a documenter of memories and life, a lover of all things crafty. She began sharing her projects on Instagram and now creates process videos on YouTube, Her YouTube channel is My Little Journal, where she has gained quite the following. Welcome, Heva. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. Yes, we definitely feel like we know you here at scrapbook.com. You've worked with us over the years, and it's really nice to visit with you today. Same. Some people may be really excited to, they recognize you, they're so glad to hear you, but many of our listeners maybe have never heard of you or seen your YouTube channel or Instagram. So let's do a brief um, overview of who you are, kind of a where you came from, a little bit about your uh, unique childhood. So tell us a little bit more about who you are. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, I am originally, well, my family's originally from Palestine, and my parents were refugees from Palestine Um, back in the day. They moved to Georgia in a small town in Georgia, and we were raised here, grew up here, and then around, you know, my teen years, my family moved to Jordan. So it was a big difference between Georgia and moving to Jordan, which is in the Middle East. But I learned a lot. I became bilingual, learned the language, reading and writing and all that good stuff. So it was an amazing experience. But we moved back uh, after I finished high school. So um, I have the that experience of two different cultures. And it was amazing, you know, feeling before before we moved to Jordan, I was uh, more afraid to share that I was an Arab. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving back as an adult, it uh, the experience was totally different. So today, I'm always the first thing I say I'm Arab American, and I'm very mm-hmm. proud of it. Um, but that was literally that first few years of my life, and then met my husband, and actually <laughs> after I had my kids we moved to Dubai. So I lived in Dubai. You took your kids, right? The whole family. The whole family, my husband, my kids, it was our first experience ever. And we lived there for five years. And that was another experience. So yeah, so I've been around a little bit. You have, and you're back in the States now. Yes. Um, And yeah, okay, sweet. Well, that's a very good introduction. Yes, you have been all across the globe. And I love that uh, your juxtaposition of before you lived there, you know, not wanting to lead with that. And now Mm -hmm. as an adult, especially after living there, you are proud and you lead with that. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Okay. So obviously we're a paper crafting show. So I want to know what was your first experience with like memory keeping or paper crafting, like just 
crafting in general, like what's the first thing that pops into your mind? What was your first experience with that? Uh, I'm going to have to say um, that maybe it was around when I had my son. I kept one of those um, pregnancy journals. And then when I had him, I started, you know, just using little stickers and photos of him, but nothing fancy, really more journaling about his first step and things like that. Um, But when we moved to Dubai, my next door neighbor uh, was a scrapbooker and she just shared with me, oh, I keep these albums for my kids. And I was in awe. Like I saw the (laughs) albums. I was like, what is this? Like, this is a thing. And she was sharing with me all the beautiful photos and the layers and Back then, you know, the 12 by 12 was the way to scrapbook. And I asked her, would you teach me how to do this? Like, I want to learn. I want to keep albums for my kids. And um, I started literally every morning after I drop off my kids, I knock on her door and she shares all the things and she was amazing. She would let me use her stuff. and, And I just was, that was it. Like, I wanted to do all the things. Awesome. And that's literally how it started. I love that it was a neighbor next door mm-hmm. and she let you kind of borrow and use her things because that is wonderful. Yeah. It can be overwhelming that the want, the want to make the the album and then the the hill to climb to get all the little things. So I love that you were able to kind of do it with her, borrow yes. some trimmers and glue and things like that to figure out what you wanted to purchase exactly. and how you exactly. wanted to document. Yes. And especially in Dubai, things are scrapbooking supplies um, are expensive yeah. and they're not available everywhere. It was just like one shop and that's limited. it. Yes, mm-hmm. very limited. So it was really sweet of her. And uh, once I got into it, we would go shopping together and buy all the things. <laughs> what was like the first thing that you were working on? Was it a baby album for one of your children or what did you start working on? I actually made an album for my mother. Oh, okay. uh, it was an album of all the siblings and our kids. And it was about my parents kind of starting out just them two and basically getting to 11 grandkids at one point, you know, so, so it was a very special album to make for her. Yeah. So you, like you said, you know, then or, you know, traditional scrapbooking is that 12 by 12 size. And that is what mm-hmm. your friend and neighbor did. When did you, because you're not known for that 12 by 12 size. Right. When did you settle into your uh, unique take on, or style on memory keeping and paper crafting? And what is it? So, you know, you, the beauty about scrapbooking is you kind of grow into your style and you try all the things and you you get inspired by the other crafters in the industry. So I think around like 2016, 2017, I'm not sure, but I discovered traveler's notebooks and I fell in love because I love the size. I love the, that it was unique, that it wasn't a 12 by 12. And I always felt like the 12 by 12 was overwhelming and it takes mm-hmm. up a lot of space. So discovering the traveler's notebook and thinking, maybe I can create layouts in the traveler's notebook. And it's smaller. It's not as intimidating. And I just tried it. And I literally Mm -hmm. fell in love with it. I like the size. I like that it was um, 
not overwhelming for me, basically. Uh, but I really still love seeing 12 by 12s, but finding my style in a traveler's notebook was made a big difference. I always feel like um, we fall in that trap of trying to kind of do what everybody else is making, uh, even if it was card making or, you know, 12 by 12s or whatever the case is. I feel like, you know, you find who you are and just go with it. Don't try to fit in, let's say. And sometimes not fitting in, you know, you a lot of people find their style in you because they exactly. don't fit in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they might not even just copy or emulate you. It might give them that permission to find right. their size or exactly. their medium. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you know, we speak very in the industry with jargon, but let's say you're on an airplane and you're speaking to a stranger. They don't know anything about the crafting world. How would you describe to them? How would you give them that, like that quick one minute elevator pitch about they're like, what you, you, what is, what how you, what's a traveler's notebook? What do you do? What's in there? How do you memorize? Like, how would you explain that to someone that has no idea what you're talking about? Well, I always say it's documenting your journey. So it doesn't have to be uh, photos and how it was back in the day, like photos and layers and all the things. It mm-hmm. can just be a pen and your notebook. Uh, I love the little, I always tell people when they ask me, especially like my sisters, they love to see what I do and they always like, where should I start? And I always say like, you know, those little printers, the IV cannons and yes. the, yes, like just, just right on your desktop. Yes. <laughs> literally, like you put it in your purse if you want to and take a picture, print it out, stick it in your notebook and journal. It's really, I always say it's documenting your journey. It, you don't have to have kids. You don't mm-hmm. have to have an extreme and lavish life. You know, my stories are, I always say like, you know, my daily life. It's just mm-hmm. grocery shopping, the kids, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's really just documenting your life. It's as simple as that. Good. I especially love that you give people advice or you set them up for success about you don't have to have photos, but if you're going to, I mean, that's that beauty, that's that Mm -hmm. visual. So I love that you're like, so get a little printer. Don't have that be the barrier of, well, I don't have my photos printed because we know we've all heard that issue nowadays that they're just stuck in our phone. Mm-hmm. But you can just grab any little printer and an inexpensive one, and that can kick off your memory keeping. Exactly. Love that you lead with that. So that that leads to our next question. So what yeah. is your go-to product for paper crafting nowadays? I have a lot of go-to, but my go-to is my selfie printer. I love yep. my selfie printer. It's uh at home, whenever I need to print something, it's there mm-hmm. for me. Um, and especially because I do Project Life as well. So I yes. do pocket pages and having them at home, like my printer and just printing as I go makes it so much easier. So I feel like because I'm a photo taker and a photo mm-hmm. lover, I think that uh, having a printer at home is like really important. But again, if you don't want to print photos and just journal, that's, you know, that works as well. Yeah. So tell us for 
those at home that don't know too much about the selfie printer or haven't maybe gone into that. And this is Scrabbit.com doesn't sell a selfie printer. So yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Can you print a couple of different sizes? And the other question is for those that are nervous, how is it expensive upkeep for, you know, keeping up with the printing? Well, I, I always say like the, the selfie printer, the largest it prints is a four by six. Okay. Uh, so if you're going for larger photos, I don't recommend it, mm-hmm. but uh, this is something, uh, it's a good printer for me, let's say, because yeah. it's a four by six and you can print three by fours, which fit perfectly in a pocket uh, for the Project Life album. Or if you're going smaller, like I like to do for my traveler's notebooks, so it's easy to create collages and get them yes. printed at home and just, you know, create as you go. Um, but it is, n- I don't find it to be expensive, honestly. Okay. You have to just buy the paper and the ink and it lasts me a very long time. And you uh, use it a lot. Yeah, and I use it a lot. My last one or my first selfie printer lasted me over 10 years Wow. It literally just broke down recently and I bought a newer version. Okay, good to know. Yeah, so I used the heck out of it. Honestly, I was using awesome. it all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love looking at your, you know, my little journal things, your planner, your TNs, things like that. And it's it's actually quite impressive what you can fit into that size. Because at yeah. first you, you, someone would think, oh, wait, that... I don't, there's not enough room for me. It's quite impressive. What, like the story, the picture, the embellishments, yes. what you can fit in. You can fit a lot. And the yeah. selfie printer, the beauty, if you, if you know which apps to use with the selfie printer, you can create hundreds of collages and different sized photos. And I actually have a few videos on my channel sharing okay. how to use the selfie printer. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll add those links in the show notes for those specifically for people that are curious about that. And I agree. I mean, when I'm taking photos and I'm choosing what to use in documenting or not, you're like, well, there is this one photo, but I like all of these, but these are the detail photos. And I I don't want to just this one to just stay on my phone forever or stay in a folder forever. You can kind of speckle them in a little collage. I love that. Well, I look at it like this. You remember how we used to do the double page 12 by 12s with the same occasion, like it's a wedding. So you have like the double pages and they're Mm -hmm. huge, but I always look at it like, just shrink it down into that's a traveler's a notebook. Yeah, that's your double mm-hmm. page. And you can mm-hmm. add all the photos. They don't have to be four by sixes and five by sevens. They can be small. You still see the photo and you still see the details. It's so true. Because when you think about when you're consuming visually a scrapbook, you're holding it on your lap or yeah. in front of you on a table. It's not up on the wall, so it can go smaller. And it always makes me think of those original, like, ancestry photos, the little, mm-hmm. like, one-by-one little build-your-family tree. It's amazing what you can see in a one-inch by one-inch. Like, our yes. eyes, like, you know, like, you yeah. can go smaller and still have it be consumable. Yeah. And because our phones, like, I use my phone for picture-taking. I think everybody does. Yes. And, and they're really good quality. So your picture, once you print it, if you have a good printer, you're using a good camera, your photos are going to turn out great, whatever the size is. Exactly. Crisp, clear, captures mm-hmm. the moment. And then when you add a title, you add your journaling. At first glance, you mm-hmm. or the person looking at the 
journal knows exactly what you're documenting and it exudes the feel of what you're, what you went, whether it's a getting a cup of coffee on the corner or a graduation, like you can see what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's transition a bit. You actually had your hand in designing some products recently. Tell me how that came to be. That is super exciting for someone that loves to craft and is in the paper crafting world. Gosh, to have their hand in designing products that had to have been a dream come true. Tell us about this. Yes, that was a moment. Um, So, you know, being in the industry for so long, and like we said earlier, being an Arab American, it was really hard to find products that represented me. So, um, you know, as a Muslim, we fast the month of Ramadan, and -hmm. it was so hard to find anything that I can like document the 30 days of Ramadan. And I it, I get FOMO when I see people doing December daily. And I'm like, oh yes. man, I wish I had that. I wish I could do something like that for our holidays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sitting back and thinking about it one day, and I thought I, I've become pretty close with uh, some designers in the industry, you know, okay. working in this industry for so long. And I've become friends with Kelly Perky. And I love her designs. I love her style. Mm-hmm. And I love that she um, is very diverse with her products. And she represents a lot of people in her products. So I thought I would ask her. And I told her I'm thinking of you know creating a kit that represents Arabs, Arab Americans, mm-hmm. Muslims, and our holidays. And she was all for it. She was so excited. She worked with me. She was amazing. And we put this kit together and we were actually so excited uh, because even my American and Christian friends were mm-hmm. buying the kits because they were telling me that they wanted to use it to create cards for their Muslim friends yes. for the holidays. And, you know, they wanted to kind of, um, you know, enjoy that kit as well. So right. it was it was an amazing experience. And. I'm so happy that it's available now for everybody to use. Right. And I can definitely see how, you know, <laughs> like you said, I had FOMO. Yeah. Like December daily because it's 30 days, you know, Ramadan yeah. is you're, you're this month long. And the thing about it is, and you definitely know more than I do, but I suppose it's each year that you you know, have your Ramadan, it's different than other years or what you go through or or how you celebrate. You're like, I'm different this year than I was that year. And I want to capture all these little moments and the struggles and the joys and, and what family members were with me and things like that. So it's the, it's totally reminiscent of a December daily, but it's your special 30 days. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Yes. We definitely want to share these in the show notes. So we'll have links of these in the show notes. And you did, let's see, you did a stamp set. What else? It comes with a four by eight size pattern paper for traveler's notebooks. Uh, I believe it came with the stamp set and die cuts. Oh, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. And I love that uh, your friends who were not Muslim grabbed it up and was like, finally, well, I didn't know what to say or give to someone that I knew. And I can yes. make a card. I can help them celebrate. Exactly. That's so perfect. I'm so and glad I actually that you did also that. also shared um, 
tutorials like working in my, I actually used it in a mini traveler's notebook. Okay. I was sharing videos uh, throughout the month, putting those layouts together, which was pretty awesome because a lot of, again, a lot of crafters were commenting and telling me, thank you for sharing this, even though uh, I don't celebrate Ramadan, but it was beautiful to see it through people who do and learn more about it. Yes. Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll share that series too in the show yeah. notes because that'll kind of step people through how you documented it and yes. how you use the products as well. In doing that, when we spoke earlier, you know, this is kind of related, but you said that a wise friend once told you, sometimes we need to say no to good things so we can say yes to really great things. Yes. And you said in the interview that that changed your life. How has that impacted specifically your paper crafting hobbies and your work in the industry? So when I first started um, and you start growing a little bit, you get recognized or people will reach out and um, ask you to do certain things for them. And I would always say yes, yes, yes to everything because it was uh, it's always nice to be recognized and noticed, you know, especially in an industry like this where there's thousands of amazing crafters out there, you know? Um, So I started feeling overwhelming, like accepting, saying all the yeses and no no's, basically. Mm -hmm. No Um, no's. No no's. And you think if you say no, it's rude, or it could come off like, oh, I'm too good for you, let's say, or anything like that. And uh, when my friend said this to me, I thought to myself, like, wow, you're so right, because I don't have to say yes to everything. And I should only say yes to things that make me happy, things that I would actually go and buy and not just just keep adding to my craft room or whatever the case is. Uh, so since then, I decided, like, if I don't like something, it's okay to say no And if I feel like this doesn't represent me, it's okay to say no. And if I'm feeling like I have a full schedule, again, it's okay to say no. It's not rude. You know, I'm always, uh, at the time, I always used to think that I couldn't say no. But now I am so happy and fulfilled because I work with companies that I really enjoy working with. And good companies that treat their creative team, let's say, or their um, partners really well. So mm-hmm. I'm happy where I'm at right now. And and I say this to all my crafty friends who actually ask me who are starting out in the industry or starting to uh, create YouTube videos. I would say, it's okay to say no. You're overwhelmed. You can't do it. And it's not a bad thing because better things will come. I love that how you put it, you like, you only say yes to maybe things that you would seek out or products that you would go and buy instead of just these asks coming yeah. at you. Well, would mm-hmm. I have sought this out? And you're known as one and, you know, on social media that encourages your viewers to use their stash. Yes. Kind of like, well, here's the inspiration. Uh, but use the alphabet stamp you have. Or you have, you, like, yes. It's just inspiration. Yes. I think now in this uh, this time, uh, there's everything is salesy, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have ads everywhere. Instagram is full of ads. YouTube is full of ads. And I know it can get overwhelming because we all have 
FOMO and you look at something, you're like, wow, I want that stamp set Mm -hmm. or I want that kit. But I always um, tell people like, yes, I share all the new stuff, but I'm lucky to be a part of a lot of creative teams. Right. But you really don't need this alpha stamp. If you have something similar, use it, you know, go through your stash. Don't hoard your products because you bought them because they're beautiful. So use them and put them on your layouts so you can enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have your YouTube video be the catapult not yes. the, I've got to copy every single thing and buy every single thing for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what is the most, well, I, uh, it's the two-part question that I asked for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think you alluded to it already in the interview, but let's see, because you can change, you can change your answer if you want. Yeah. What is the most meaningful handmade project that you've ever created? And you n- normally they're to be given out, but you might still have it. Yeah, I, the one I created my favorite is the album I made for my mom, for sure. And it, it was, was your first. It was my first, and she still has it on her coffee table and shares it ah. with everybody. And I'm like, Mom, I, you know I make better albums now? Yeah. yeah. That's my <laughs> kindergarten paperwork. Yeah, that's like – and she's like, I love this album. I'm like, I'll make you another one. She's like, no, no, no. I love this one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She still so, has it on her coffee table. But, she still And does. I'm sure that um, it hasn't been obviously just enjoyed by your mother. I'm, like you mentioned your siblings. Um, mm-hmm. In-laws and things like that. Yeah. That's really – especially that she has it out. I know so many people that have albums and they're up, covered up. Mm-hmm. in the top shelf of a closet. I love that she has yes. it out. Yes, but I have uh, a little tip about yes. that. I know with me, uh, I don't like people like going through my traveler's notebooks and all the time, basically. So I would never put them on my coffee table. Yeah, there's no protector. No, there's no protectors and stuff like that. So what I've been doing in the past few years, I think I started in 2017. Okay. I started using... Um, Digital books. So what I would do is upload all my Instagram feed to -hmm. that website. And you can use Persnickety Prints, I believe, has them. Um, Mm -hmm. There's chat books and stuff like that. And literally have them all stored as a digital book that you get printed through that company. And you can put those on your coffee table. I love that. So you still have the tactile version, the one that occasionally Mm -hmm. can get looked at and touched, but uh, that's a really good idea. And, or Mm -hmm. let's say you don't get it printed, just saved for, you know, worst case scenarios. You know, I love that idea. Kind of a second fail safe. I love that. Yeah. Um, So then on the opposite end of that uh, question is what is the most meaningful handmade gift that you've received from someone over the years? So um, it's kind of my daughter and I received it, let's say, because my mother, she sewed a quilt and bedding, everything for my daughter when I was pregnant um, for her like um, baby room, basically. Mm-hmm. And till today, my daughter sleeps with that same pillow. Everything is put away, but that pillow and it doesn't look the same. Oh, I'm sure it's (laughs) It's, worn. It's worn. It's falling apart. And even my mom will tell her, give it back to me. I'll make you a better one. And she refuses. And my daughter's 16 today. But that that, um, shows you how handmade 
products or gifts are the best because it still till today means the world to my daughter and it's her favorite pillow ever. Mm -hmm. And she literally, she went uh, on a school field trip for five days and she took it with her. (laughs) She does not care. Nope. She is proud. Yeah. I love that. How special is it that your mom did the same thing that you did? You yeah. asked to make the scrapbook again or make a better one. And the, yep. your mom's like, give me back the pillow. I'll make a better one. You both refused. Yeah, no. exactly. Like, no, nope. we like the original. Like it, like, yep. Yeah. Worn and loved and done from the original. Yeah. Very special. Yes. All right. Well, we will end it with a fun question. Okay. If you were a doll... You had your little accessories with you. What would you be sold with? Like your little, your little doll action so, figure. So I'm going to say uh, a bag, okay. a tote bag, let's say. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things I would want as an accessory, basically. <laughs> but maybe you <laughs> they can, can throw... pop in and out of your plastic yeah. hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I think most likely just because you can add all the crafty stuff in there. <laughs> in it. Yes. So it's like a fill your bag. Yeah. Fill your bag kind of thing. Let's say we're going to do that. (laughs) Have a the the doll with a fill your own craft tote. Yeah. You (laughs) have the scissors and the glue and the trimmer and all of it. (laughs) And a little traveler's notebook that actually like flips open. I can picture it Yes. Oh my gosh. Imagine. (laughs) That would be so cute. I have thoroughly enjoyed visiting with you today, Hebe, and I'm sure our listeners will eat up this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jess, for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you, guys. If you want to know more about the items that we discussed today, visit those show notes at scrapbook.com forward slash podcast. You can also shop scrapbook.com where you can find over 40,000 unique items and it is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop here at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forums, our gallery, and remember, you can take those free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade Podcast in your favorite app where you enjoy your other podcasts. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast as it will help other crafters like you to find it. And we may feature yours on an upcoming episode, like now. A review from Cherish the Days says, I started listening as I was in my craft room and found myself taking the podcast on the go in the car with me. Every interview is well chosen with a great message. Thank you for taking the time to leave that review. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin spaces of